He just sent 33 billion in militarized aid to Ukraine. Some central banks are reporting losses. We are now seeing flash crashes. Let's get into our crypto news because it is good. Pelosi can go into a war zone to check on Ukraine, but hasn't been able to take a plane ride down to our southern border all year long. Rosie Rios had issued more currency than anyone in history. Pretty sure that's why she sits on Ripple's board too. If you're a snowflake that gets offended, then you've probably already left anyway. So good luck. God bless. All right. Thank you so much for joining me, guys. Today's date is September 18th, 2022. It's a Sunday session. Going to come to you today. We're talking about the SEC bluff being exposed before an imminent crash. This is going to be so important to cover tonight with you guys. We're going to stay on topic, laser focused, and I want to make sure that you guys are tapped in to what I'm seeing, not only in the charts, but all the cycles that are converging right now. This is so important. Since we last spoke, on Saturday, for my morning weekly call that I have with my Discord group, I dropped my Shemitah Cycle Deep Dive. We talked about not only the Shemitah Cycle, but about a half dozen other cycles, planetary alignments, astrological events that are all converging, all happening uh, over the next couple months. And it's going to be a truly, truly incredible moment here to watch all of these events unfold Knowing that we're going through this, not quite knowing the exact date, not knowing uh, what the exact card they're going to play next is, but we have a very good clue and I'm going to get very locked in, very specific on the predictions, on the dates, on how to prepare. What we're talking about in today's episode is the SEC bluff being exposed in the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit before an imminent crash. Are we going to get the exact date and hour correct? No, probably not. Maybe if we get super lucky. But what we see here is many cycles converging, many things that are lined up and telling us one thing, that we have an imminent crash about to take place. And we also know that we have an imminent victory in the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. From the very beginning, we said that the SEC never had a case. We'll get into that here shortly. But then we're going to talk about what's so important. Because yes, you can listen to the lawyers explain the legal analysis. You can listen to others get hyped about XRP too. But we've done research on these cycles that are converging, the dates that are coming, the events about to play out. And it's so important that you guys are prepared for this moment in time. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's smash that thumbs up before we get started. And let's get right on into today's update. Let's take a look at the market. So right now, the markets are down uh, besides XRP. XRP is only at 34 cents after it had a little bit of a pump this weekend, right? Up to 40 cents all by itself. And this is so important to watch XRP move all by itself. Bitcoin at the time of this recording, we're at eight o'clock on the West Coast. That's 11 p.m. Eastern, Sunday night session. Thank you for tuning in. 18,779 for your Bitcoin, 1,300 for your Ethereum, and 34 cents for your XRP. Truly incredible. Uh, we've been watching this market and it's been playing games with many people, but we've been riding through with conviction, understanding what's here in, in about to play out. This week coming up, absolutely massive. Monday, September 19th is going to be the Queen's funeral. We are going to mourn the passing of the Queen. And then this takes us all the way till next week, Monday, September 26th, which is going to be during uh, is, is Rosh, Rosh Hashanah which is the marking of the Jewish New Year's, basically the 25th through the 27th. Now, as I explained in my Shemitah deep dive, I'm not here to get into the why. I'm really just trying to get into the how do we navigate the events that are about to play out. I'm not here to debate how to how to spell Shemitah. Shemitah, Shemitah doesn't make a difference. How do we navigate this crisis and these events, the collapse that we're about to see? The market crash. And if you guys are wondering what the definition that we're using for a market crash, it's a 35% drop in the stock market over an eight-week period. And we've now entered into a period in time here where this is imminent at any time this can occur. But let's continue on real quick here. Ripple Ripple and the SEC. Sorry. Uh, this is from Jeff Seckinger. Ripple and the SEC both agreed to expedite the lawsuit on Friday to get an answer on whether XRP is a security or not. From the updates of the case, it sounds like it's in the favor of Ripple. It always has been. This is no surprise for us. But yes, the SEC and Ripple, as to simplify what he just said, they both are ready to move forward. Let's get a ruling from the judge whether they have a case or not. The facts are no longer in dispute. 
Basically, both parties agree on the facts. This is what summary judgment is all about. And they have come to an agreement. The SEC and Ripple both filed motions for summary judgment in the in, in New York, right? Asking uh, Judge Annalisa Torres to make a ruling based on the arguments filed in an accompanying documents. The documents were posted for a federal court database Friday. Okay, and so what we want her to rule on is either that the crypto company affiliated with the XRP cryptocurrency violated federal securities laws or otherwise dismissed the lawsuit without requiring a lengthy trial. Both parties agree on the facts. Here you go, judge. What's the ruling? Did we violate securities law or not? Which the case is there. It's very clear. I'm not going to get into the legal analysis here in this, but I want to I want to show you guys this what Mark Phillips had to say in regards to this uh, summary judgment filing, because there is a couple things here to note. With Ripple's summary judgment filing not mentioning Bill Hinman, Ethereum Gate, Fair Notice, etc., could it be that there is a settlement agreement and Ripple is holding all that ammo in reserve to sweeten the settlement terms and ensure the SEC doesn't renege on the deal? No more renegotiations. We want to settle this thing up. It is a done deal. And I believe that Mark Phillips is absolutely correct in that speculation. That yes, Ripple and the SEC have already come to terms, shaken hands, and they understand what's about to unfold. XRP, without a doubt, is going to be a major part of the new financial system. It's why this whole, it, it's the only thing that explains why this thing was held up. So the other parties could try to compete, i.e. JP Morgan, uh, Goldman Sachs, Ethereum Gate, and all that took place there. The competitors try to get a, a catch up. How's your program working out? Ethereum 2.0, complete failure. We know that nothing in this space compares to XRP and the partnerships and the business development that's taking place at Ripple. There's no comparison. Not even close. Not even close. Not even same discussion. Please sit down, step aside. We're doing big, big deals over here solving big trillion dollar problems, not playing around in this space. But absolutely, the deals have already been done. And this is why, and, and Ripple, um, sorry, John Deaton and Jeremy Hogan both have explained this in the, in the videos that they've dropped. And huge shout out to the lawyers, James Flan, Jeremy Hogan, and John Deaton for representing us and speaking so well and helping us understand the legal case that's being made here. But the reason why they're not fighting on fair notice defense is because it is a defense Right here, they're just explaining, here are the facts. Um, we, If it is determined that Ripple did violate the securities laws, then the fair notice defense comes up. So until that point, until the judge um, basically does cl clarify that Ripple did violate the securities laws, then the fair notice defense would come into play, but not before that, not before that fair notice defense. Right now, Ripple, uh, still on the offense and not even really having to work that hard because the SEC had nothing. This is why we titled the show here, SEC Bluff Exposed Before Imminent Crash. We'll get into the imminent crash part here after this, but they don't have a case. You can spend the time reading the summary judgment if you want, but to save time, I'll just tell you right now, they didn't have anything new to share. There was nothing in regards to Ripple's deals that they had with other people, with other banks, uh, with their partnerships, explaining an investment contract with XRP and, and Ripple. All of these deals were just other parties agreeing to you know, work with Ripple, utilizing the XRP ledger, utilizing the XRP ecosystem, which in it, it's, uh, itself is separate from Ripple and that business. The other issue, they, they basically broke it all down. I don't, I don't need to get into it. I really don't need to get into it. To save face, to save time, understand they never had a case. And in their summary judgment filing, we see that they were completely bluffing, that they never had anything. I don't even know how their lawyers can actually represent this three-letter agency other than they got bills to pay. And the SEC is willing to cut them a check. They have no case, absolutely no case. But let's look at what is about to occur because this is so important. Yes, we are going to win this case. I don't know when it wraps up. It's a prime time for summary judgment. It's a, uh, sorry, it's a prime time for settlement. We understand that. All the facts are no longer in dispute. They're all out here. And if they want to avoid exposing him and Ethereum gate and everything that took place, all of the corruption at the SEC, they best settle, settle up here soon. We are in a prime time for that. But what's important to understand is that yes, XRP is going to pump. 
yes, XRP is going to ha have clarity as a uh, virtual currency, as a commodity, as a decentralized uh, uh, currency that is used for the XRP ecosystem, that is not controlled by Ripple, and that nobody had an investment contract with Ripple or any shares, any common enterprise with Ripple. It doesn't meet any of the prongs of the Howey test. None. But what's important to understand is the timing of this event, which we warned about this over the last year. We said that we were going to see XRP pump unexpectedly and that it would be happening before we get the announcement that the settlement's here. It would be before we get the announcement that, you know, all deals are done, we have clarity and fire up the utility, let's send it. We knew that we would get a pump before that and, and we knew that this is kind of how it would play out. We weren't exactly sure, but now that here we are, September 18th, we're about to see an incredible week ahead. But on top of that, over the next couple months, we have an imminent crash that is ready to take place. And I am betting 99.99%. I mean, if I could give you a 100% guarantee, I would. But we know in this world, in this reality, nothing is 100%. But everything that I've been able to research over the past couple months, and this has been a thesis that we've been working on for uh, months, and if not even up to a year, but now it's all come here, and now we have so much better of an understanding of what's about to take place. And I'm about to go through all these dates, all these events, how it's all tied together, and why we think that an imminent crash is here. Is it going to be tomorrow? Is it going to be this week? Or is it going to be, I believe, in the middle of October? I'll give you the exact dates, right? But any time between now and the election, any time between now and even after the election, it can occur. But it looks like most likely it's going to be in October. Um, the exact bottom, I can't give you that date. But an imminent crash is here. Let's go through this deep dive real quick. But yes, uh, DJ Peter Voss sharing with us, Google searches for Ripple up 45% in the last week. I don't need to tell you guys that this thing's gonna be absolutely so hype, so nuts. The FOMO pump that's about to occur is going to shut down all the exchanges. I tweeted over this weekend, I said, XRP pumping by itself again, prepare for the exchanges to shut down. I got a lot of people that don't understand where I'm coming from and I get that. If you haven't been in the space, if you're new here, um, we've seen this time and time again. The exchanges shut down when XRP pumps all by itself, so be ready for that. But the events that we're about to go through are going to be absolutely insane. Let's check this out and tie this all together for you guys. Now, Donnie Darkin sharing this with us. Queen Elizabeth passed away exactly 666 weeks and 1776 days after Donald and Melania Trump's wedding day or 17 years, 7 months, and 17 days. The House of Windsor was founded 177 uh, in, in the year of 17, 1717, okay? Freemasonry was founded in London in 1717. She died 1,776 days after Q's first post. Continuing on, the movie called London Has Fallen was released exactly six years, six months, and six days before the Queen's death. After that, the day before her death, September 7th, is a satanic feast known as the Marriage of the Beast. I also find it interesting that the popular predictive Twitter account Mr. Poole uploaded this photo depicting Donald and Melania Trump during their Vatican visit. So there you guys can go. He says, maybe a coincidence. Many of us in the XRP community know who Mr. Poole is, right? They, them, whoever they are, whatever group is behind that account, whatever individual it is. Okay, maybe a coincidence. Maybe this is all coincidence. All these dates. All these dates. I mean, you tell me. Six years, six months, six days before the death uh, of Queen Elizabeth, the movie London Has Fallen drops. And London Has Fallen was the name of the operation that was set to take place after the Queen's passing. London Bridge Has Fallen. And you guys see this right here. Queen Elizabeth and, and these ties to Donald Trump's wedding day. Uh, is it random? Is it coincidence? Whatever you want to agree, whatever you, conclusion you come to, that's fine. But let me continue on here with what we're looking at, guys. This is truly incredible. I just shared this Shemitah cycle deep dive with my Discord group, and I'm going to share some of these insights, some of these dates and events that we found, all of these cycles converging right now. So let's go through what I went through in this deep dive. We are looking at the war cycle, economic cycle, planetary cycle, 
political cycle, demographic cycle, debt cycle, and the Shemitah cycles, okay? Now, I'm going to just try to go through this rapid fire. I don't have time to explain the why. I don't have time to explain this too in depth. If you're too ignorant, you don't have an open mind, and this isn't for you, have fun, good luck, God bless. If you want to understand when we can pinpoint this into a very, very specific window of opportunity on when an imminent crash, 35% stock market crash is going to be coming in because every other YouTuber is telling you that, okay, end of the world FOMO, red alert, um, you know, urgent, you must watch this now. Right here, we're backing it up. This is it right here. The war cycle, economic cycle, planetary cycle, political, demographic, debt, and the Shemitah cycle. Let's start with our Shemitah cycle. 1973 Shemitah year, major bear market bottom. 1980, bear market bottom. 1987, we had the, uh, the, the crash of 87 took place. Seven year, this, this is the seven-year cycle, guys. Every seven years is a Shemitah year. 1994, after that, we have a housing recession. Seven years after that, we bring us to 2001. We have the events of 9-11. We just celebrated the 21st anniversary. You guys already know that. And then we also had the dot-com bubble crash. In 2008, we had the great financial crisis. Okay, you guys know that. Seven years after that brings us to 2015, where we had the Chinese stock market crash. Seven years brings us to today, the Shemitah year that we are just now going through. Truly incredible, 2022, okay? What has taken place over the last month? This has been a work, a work in progress, all of these dates and events. Because going into September, I put, out, uh, I put out a TikTok, I put out a short for all of you guys to see the key September dates and events that we were looking out for. Now we had to add Queen Elizabeth passing on 9-8. We knew the full moon was coming in September 10th. We shorted the hell out of Bitcoin, made 10% profit on that trade. That was fantastic. CPI data came out on 9-13. Inflation is still running rampant. It is not getting better unless you're talking to Joe Biden. Huge shout out to Sleepy Creepy telling us, hey, nothing to worry about. Inflation's basically breaking even. It's not getting any worse. We had Gary Gensler testify this last week in the Senate Banking Committee. We had the Ethereum merge come through. That was a complete flop, just like we predicted. The big reveal in the SEC case was supposed to take place tomorrow. They, they filed the, the briefs early, so that came in early. That was a little shift on the date. Came in early for the summary judgment briefs. We have the Federal Reserve highly anticipated, anticipated FOMC meeting taking place on the 20th and the 21st. Now... Why uh, is this next week so important? It is the last week of the Shemitah year. Rosh Hashanah comes in 25th through the 27th. That is the mark of the Jewish New Year. Uh, now, interesting thing to note here. that All of these market crashes that have taken place over the last 100, 200 years are all marked by the Jewish highest holy days in the Jewish religion. Take it for what it's worth. I'm not here to explain the why. I'm not here to debate how to, smell sh- how to spell Shemitah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Pull it up on your charts. It's just like always what we were t- talking about with the moon phases. Everyone hated on us for looking at the moon phases when it was such a key indicator that we've been using to trade short the hell out of Bitcoin and been making some money off that. Same thing right here. I'm not here to explain the why. I'm just, I'm just here to explain why we need to prepare and what dates to look for. This is the last week of the Shemitah year. What comes in is Rosh Hashanah, 25th through the 27th. 10 days after that is Yom Kippur, which is the 4th through the 5th. And then after that, we roll into the Feast of Tabernacles. Feast of Tabernacles, Feast of Tabernacles. I don't, I, I don't, I don't care to get, get the exact saying of this even right. What matters most is these dates. October 9th through the 16th is the Feast of Tabernacles. Okay. Now, key thing to point out. The full moon of October comes in on the 9th, which is the first day of the Feast of Tabernacles, okay? And then the uh, new moon of October comes in on the 25th, and on that same day, we're going to be experiencing a solar eclipse. Then after that, we roll into the lunar eclipse of November 7th and 8th. So just like we had last year, just how we were able to predict Bitcoin heading into a bear market last year. When I said with 100% certainty that Bitcoin would begin the bear market on December 4th, and on December 4th, we had the solar eclipse, major 40% dump in cryptocurrency. Once again, we have back-to-back eclipses this time, but this time it's reversed. Solar eclipse, October 25th, lunar eclipse, November 7th and 8th. 
so important to watch this as we have an election day here in America on November 8th as well. After all of these events unfold, we have Ripple's Swell Conference coming in on the 16th and the 17th. But we're not done. We are not done. And remember, I'm not here to be some witch that's worshiping the moon and understanding horoscopes. I don't care about, I don't care. And that has many people tricked. Everyone's looking at the horoscopes, what the vibe is and all this and that. Not understanding that the billionaires are using these dates. The market maker magicians are using these dates and understand that God is in control. That someone, a higher power is in control. Not them. But they do align all of their world stage events around these dates, around these events, around these planetary alignments, which I'm about to get into a couple of these, which you can call it crazy. You can dismiss it. But these cycles have been so spot on. Remember, the market crashes of 1907, 1929, which started the Great Depression, 1987, 1997, and 2008 were all triggered by the high holy days on the Jewish calendar, okay? Now, what we're about to see here, this is crazy. Mars is conjuncting with Uranus. Folks, let me have a sip of my adult beverage. And, and if you want to make fun of me, you want to clown me for this, good luck, God bless. And I'm laughing at it too. It's an absolute joke to me too. But we're going to, tr we're, we're going to be prepared for this moment, no doubt. And cheers to everyone who's riding this out with me and, and has an open enough mind to understand that this is just history. This is just facts. It's not even up for debate. What does it mean? What's the significance? What's the horoscope? What's the vibe? I don't care about that. Preparing and being ready to pounce on deals when we go down another 40-50% is what I want to be ready for. Let's get right on into it. Let's continue on here. Cheers to everyone tuning in. Mars. <laughs> this is so stupid. Mars and Uranus cycle that has been present for all crashes in the 20th century is in effect until December, and then that window closes. Basically, this whole year, uh, we, we have a Mars and Uranus conjunction that's taking place. And remember that Mars has always been associated with war. And we also have a war cycle that is coming up, an 80-year uh, war cycle. Which brings us to today, you go, excuse me, you go back 80 years, that brings you to World War II. You go back 80 years from there, takes you to the Civil War. And then you go back 80 years again, and it takes you to 1776. So this is an 80-year war cycle that also takes place when Mars and Uranus are conjuncting. And Mars has always been associated with war, with the astrological events and meanings of everything. Okay? Now, to get even crazier. Saturn is square to Uranus. Guys, <laughs> I'm laughing with you because this is a joke, but not really. Saturn is square to Uranus all year. And this is a 40-year cycle. Sorry. This is a 90-year cycle that marks the bottom of every crash. So in 1842, we had Saturn. Saturn was square with Uranus in 1842, marked the bottom of that crash. 1932, which marked the bottom of the crash that took place after the Great Depression, uh, uh, the 1929 that sparked the Great Depression. Okay, we got the market bottom. Saturn squaring Uranus took place in 1932 before we started to recover. This year, we see it happen for a third time in November. Both of these were dramatic reshaping of the economic infrastructure events. Much worse than the crashes listed above. These were 80 and 90% losses that took place in 1842 and 1932. 90 years into the future brings us to today, to November, which could potentially mark the bottom. Okay. Now we also have a 40-year cycle that marks the beginning of bull markets that is going to be coming in that is due here this year as well. So the good news is, is though we're going to go through a market crash, we're going to go through some turmoil, anywhere from 40, 50% to end of the world, 80, 90%, anywhere in between, okay? But we also have great news that we have the 40-year cycle, 
you go back 40 years from today and it marks 1982 the start of the one of the greatest bull runs that we've experienced in the history of the united states which also ties into the demographic cycle uh, just another key point another data point another cycle that we've added to this theory 40-year cycle that starts uh the beginning of bull markets so 40 years from there brings us to 1982 and that is uh what started after we went through the inflation crisis of the 1970s debt crisis liquidity crisis 1982 started that bull run that was driven by the baby boomers reaching their peak spending years when we tie in harry dent's demographic cycle and his theories and work that brings us right there to that baby boomer boomer generation hitting peak spending now they're taking us all the way to now where the millennial generation is about to reach peak spending years uh, over the next couple years. So we're not quite, we're almost there for the demographics, but we are there for the marking of the beginning of the next bull run. Harry Dent believes that it's not gonna be as big as the previous uh, baby boomer generation bull run that we had. But nonetheless, I, I mean, for me, I call it the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. I think it's gonna be the greatest transfer of wealth in my lifetime. Because of the internet of value that's being created out because of the new emerging technology, I think that it's going to be the greatest opportunity in our lifetime. Maybe some of you guys went through uh, 1982, went through some of those moments, and you were able to participate in that. Uh, even 2008, I was still a kid during that time, right? So for me, uh, the way I see it, my perspective is, is that this moment is going to be the greatest transfer of wealth in world history because not only do we have the converging cycles of the currency and debt cycles, we have all of this market crash cycle taking place as well. We are not done. <laughs> okay, uh, you go back 40 years from 1982, that brings you to 1942, which marked the beginning of a bull run. Yes, we got through the Great Depression. The bull run began in 1942, and it was spurred on by the World War II events, which once again ties us into a war cycle, which takes place every 80 years. So today, going back 80 years, brings us to World War II. Okay. Now, we also have the political cycle that we've been watching closely as well, which is going to be taking place here in November. I am predicting a massive red wave. That's not because I vote Republican. It's not because I you know, don't understand the two-party system that's completely sold us out. I understand that. But the political shift, the political cycle is right here as well. So I am predicting uh, November going to be a massive red wave and love them or hate them, don't care. It's just how I think that this world stage is about to play out. This is also setting the stage for Donald Trump returning. And I think that he will be president again by 2024. Okay, so that's just one other data point prediction for you guys. When you tie all this together, the planets aligning, the planets conjuncting, uh, Saturn squaring Uranus, it sounds crazy. But what's important to note is that we have all of these points lined up for the, the, the environment for a market crash. And remember the definition of a crash that we're talking about because this is very specific. A 35% crash in the stock market that takes place over a six week period. That does not mean that we're going to bottom out um, over the next month. It means that the market crash is going to occur. The shock event, the panic event, the system going down event. And everyone's talking about the 24th, this event, that event, blackouts. We just saw, you know, Trump symbolism that at his Ohio speech and the flag that was behind him. Everyone's doing riddles. Everyone's doing decoding. My thing is right here, prepare for the worst and pray for the best. We do, we, we cannot predict what event is going to take place exactly and we cannot predict the exact date what we can do is we can predict and we can line up and prepare for a series of events about a dozen different scenarios from blackouts cyber attacks uh liquidity crisis food riots um you know is putin going to drop a bomb in ukraine is a bomb going to drop in ukraine that was dropped by three-letter agencies from the west that they're going to blame putin on like i said there's a, do a dozen or more different scenarios. And then there's a window of opportunity. That window of opportunity is here. Let me go through this. All of these crashes 
have similar alignments, not only planetary, but we have other ones as well. But they have all, and this, a lot of this has to do with the lunar cycles and the lunar calendar. I'm not going to go too deep on this, but let's just make this simple. All of these crashes have occurred near a full moon within a six week of a, a solar eclipse. Let me repeat that. All of these panics, all of these crashes have began during uh, or around a full moon that takes place within six weeks of a solar eclipse. Well, when is that next solar eclipse? October 25th. October 25th is the new moon of October, and it also is going to be the solar eclipse. Okay. We just had that full moon take place. That was September 10th. Okay. And what has happened during the, in the markets during that time? We got a relief rally. Just like we said in, in August, in my weekly calls that I had in August with my Discord group, I said, guys, prepare for a fake out rally. Prepare for one more relief rally before we drop to the downside. That is exactly what occurred during the full moon of September 10th. You can go back. I've now made the video public for everyone. A little snippet, a little clip of my weekly Discord call that I did two weeks ago where I perfectly explained what was going to happen with Bitcoin. That it was going to pump up to 22K and then it was going to roll over. And my short wasn't liquidated until 24K and that I was going to buy more Bitcoin if we approached the 23K level. Well, we peaked up about 22K here recently over the last week, right? Before we rolled over, I shorted Bitcoin, took profit. Now, we move ahead here. Let's look at exact windows. Let's, let's tighten up this window of time. This gets very interesting. Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year. It calls for 10 days of fasting, prayer, and repentance. It is also known as the Days of Awe. Think of shock and awe, right? This is going to be truly incredible. 10 days later is Yom Kippur. Your fate is sealed for the following year with the Lord, also known as the Day of Judgment, is your Yom Kippur. 15 days after that, we have uh, sorry, the Feast of Tabernacles, which celebrates the taking of the Promised Land. Absolutely look out for events to take place over there in the Middle East as well. Absolutely. Now, let's look at how these crashes occurred, lined up with the dates. What can we expect going forward? 1987, we rallied till Yom Kippur, and then we crashed. The crash concluded on the Feast of Tabernacles, on the beginning. This year is more identical, though, to 1929. Uh, it, but, but let's look at this. In 1929 and 1987, the crash concluded at the end of the Feast of Tabernacles. In 2008, Rosh Hashanah was the trigger. The Dow had a down day of 777 points. If that's not a message from God, I don't know what is. Seven-year cycles on the Shemitah years. 2008 was the Shemitah year. And on Rosh Hashanah was the trigger. And on that day, we had a 777 drop in the Dow. <laughs> Call it a, a, a sign from God. Call it a sign from someone. Whatever you want to do. Doesn't matter. This is just what's happened in history. Put whatever value you want on this. But your portfolio is going to be reflected regardless of how you feel about this. The crash concluded at the beginning of the Feast of Tabernacles in 2008. So the 2008 crash, let's go through this again. Rosh Hashanah was the trigger. The Dow was down 770 points. And we concluded the crash on the beginning of the Feast of Tabernacles. In, in 1929 and 1987, the crash concluded at the end of the Feast of Tabernacles. So what does that mean? It means that let's look at the 9th through the 16th being that perfect window for when we could see the crash taking place and or concluding. Guys, this is just history. This is just data. This is facts that's undeniable. You don't have to believe these religions. You don't have to believe in God. Catch whatever vibe you want, but your portfolio is about to catch a vibe if you're not prepared for this moment. I am predicting that the window of opportunity that we have here is anywhere between Yom Kippur for when this crash could be beginning, which, I mean, 
let's look at the Bitcoin chart here right now. It looks as if this crash has even started as we speak. Let's, let's, let's take a look here at this Bitcoin chart. We have Bitcoin at 18,700 after it rolled out. You can see here on this chart, the full moon fake out that took place. And what did we reach right up to? 22.7. Exactly as I predicted. We were gonna go up to 22, 23K maybe. I wasn't gonna sweat it. My Bitcoin short was down 60%. Wrote it out with conviction. And then we saw it come back below 20K over the last couple of days. And just here recently, this evening, we've seen it drop below 19,000. Now we're at 18.7. So have we started the crash? Well, th that's debatable. That's debatable. But we're talking about a 35% drop in the stock market over an eight-week period. Let's see if that actually comes through. But on this chart, why do I have these vertical lines drawn with a little circle there and then a purple box? Because I do doofus more on TA. I keep it very simple. And I don't look at the moving averages and all this and that and uh, the RSI. I let all the smart technical analysis guys break down all those for you. What I'm pulling up here right here is historical data points. And, and you see these vertical lines here. I have five vertical lines drawn. What are they? On September 25th, that is going to be Rosh Hashanah. This is going left to right on this chart for you guys. On the 25th of September, that is going to be Rosh Hashanah. Okay, so we got that one marked. After that, we have Yom Kippur marked on October 4th. Okay. After that, we have October 9th marked, which is going to be the full moon of October. Okay. It is going to be the full moon of October, and it's also going to be the start of the Feast of Tabernacles. And then on the 25th is my next uh, vertical line that I have drawn. And that is going to be the solar eclipse. And then on the 7th of November, I have my next vertical line drawn, which is going to be the lunar eclipse. And there's a couple other dates, right, that we've talked about. You have uh, not only key dates in the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit, but you have our election that's going to take place right after that lunar eclipse on November 8th. Okay. And then, um, you know, a couple other dates in there. But that, that purple box here on this chart, let me show this chart here once again for you guys. Take a look here. That purple box right there is it. Now, you can extend it. You can draw it. You, you know, extend it out a little bit here, a little bit there. I'm, I'm narrowing this down pretty close for you guys, right? That is the, 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 that purple box is on the 4th all the way through the 25th. But what did I share with you guys about the previous crashes? 1987. Uh, 2008 and 1929, the crashes concluded at either the beginning of the Feast of Tabernacle or the end of the Feast of Tabernacle, which this year is the 9th through the 16th. And we are in that six-week period. We already had that full moon that came in, but we're now in that six-week period leading up to a solar eclipse. It's, it's hard to be serious. It's hard not to laugh. And, and see, I don't take myself too serious. And I don't get too deep on the why. I don't really care particularly for the why. I feel like I've now studied the Jewish religion more than many, many Jews have. I mean, I've been going deep on this thing over the past couple months and trying to tie all this together. But nonetheless, when you go back on the charts, when you go back on the history books here, and you see on when these crashes have occurred and what was all aligning up, what, what was all conjuncting? When was Saturn squaring Uranus? Right? It's all here once again, folks. It's all here once again. Let's go back to the definition. 35% crash in the stock market. What does that mean for crypto? Probably 40, 50, 60%. What does that mean for XRP? XRP is in a whole different scenario, as you guys saw over this last weekend. And why have I been saying for the last year that I've been making social media content, that your time is running out to buy XRP because we don't know what the hell is about to happen. The insiders are gonna get the no. The exchanges are gonna shut down. The exchanges are gonna run out of XRP. There's gonna be some new deal where XRP is labeled a hybrid security and we aren't able to buy it. We don't know what can occur with this thing. XRP is its own beast, which not financial advice, right? But 
that's why I've been saying your time is running out and I don't wait around with XRP. I would be buying more XRP if I didn't already have the bags I got. And it's all I've been buying during the bear market for the last six months is packing my XRP bags for this moment. Now, it's important to understand. Let's go back to definitions. 35% stock market crash. Okay, that's great. If you have your 401k in the stock market right now, what the hell are you doing? Not financial advice, but seriously, what is your program? What is your plan for if this occurs? And my bet is it's a 90% chance plus. My bet is 100% that this is going to happen. Nothing in this world is 100%, but this for me is 99.99. What's your, what's your plan? Do you need to position and reallocate some money, get it off on the sidelines so that you're at least not going to have 30% or more of your portfolio wiped out over a period of time here? Now, the 401ks, the, the household net worth of America dropped by $6 trillion in Q2. So people have already gotten smacked. What are you going to do, though, if we drop another 30 40%? And it can be worse. And it can be worse. The average, though, that we've seen, it's, it's incredible how close this is. The average has been about a 35% crash in the stocks. For crypto, it's going to be worse. Prepare and invest accordingly. For real estate, real estate is lagging. Real estate takes a little bit longer. So I was talking with my Discord group this weekend about my real estate strategies and how I'm looking at it. It's bad now, but it gets worse and it's lagging. And in 2008, yes, we saw um, the mortgage crisis take place, but we didn't see peak foreclosures until years after that, years after the crash that took place that I'm talking about for right now. So you have to understand just because the market crash is going to occur in the stock market um, over the next month or so does not mean that real estate bottoms out. Real estate can bottom out way after that. If you go back to the 1929 Great Depression, which were way more aligned up with the 1929 market crash and Great Depression than we are with the other ones. When you look at everything that we've considered and everything that's on the table, we line up with 1929 way more so than we do the other ones, which what took place there? Stock market crash of uh, 35% took place, but then we also didn't bottom out until 1932, right? And I, and I, I, I showed you, or I explained to you guys what happened there. Uh, Saturn squaring Uranus 90 year cycle took place in 1932. Also took place in 1842. Both of those moments in time brought 80 to 90% dumps. That is kind of the simplified version of what I had just shared with my Discord group with my Shemitah cycle deep dive. I've been working on this theory. We've been able to compile it all together and we put it together. And you guys just got a little sneak peek at it. You guys got the simplified version. I want everyone to prepare accordingly. Yes, the XRP community is going to be cheering. Cheers to the XRP community. It's been a long time coming. Yes, it's here. The SEC bluff has been completely exposed. They don't have shit on us. Excuse my language. Uh, They don't have anything. They do not have a case. They cannot prove an investment contract between Ripple and XRP holders. They cannot even show us any of the business deals that were done with Ripple partners where an investment contract with XRP is there. Basically, those who decided to partner up with Ripple just happened to be using XRP's technology. The case that the SEC is trying to make is that basically, if you use oil, you're within an investment contract with Exxon Mobil. That's how ridiculous and ludicrous this is. To say that if you run a gas-powered vehicle that you're in an investment contract with BP. No, no, no. We're all just using that, that utility. We're all just using that commodity. Same thing. This just happens to be a virtual currency commodity. They don't have a case. We're about to win. Cheers to everyone. Cheers to everyone in the XRP community. It's been a very long time coming. But so many people are about to get blindsided by the imminent market crash that we are going to see. So I hope that you guys are prepared accordingly. If you want to understand all of the strategies, all of our programs that we're rolling out, that we're building on and executing on right now, and what my plan is for this moment in time, I share all that with my Discord group. 
feel free to join over at my website, ZachRector.com. Other than that, I just laid it down probably what you needed to know. I gave it all for free right here on YouTube. What you can do for me right now is smash that thumbs up. I see we ran up over 800 in the chat with us tonight. Thank you so much. As you see, I'm not here on TikTok live right now because we offended the TikTok snowflakes. So that's what we're up against. So you guys can do me a huge favor by smashing that thumbs up button and then making sure that you share this update far and wide. This one, this update. I didn't, I didn't bust out the, sh- uh, the suit like Jeremy Hogan, okay? But I did try to dress down and I did try to stay focused and on, tar- on target for you guys so that you guys can share this message with family, friends, and other individuals that you're trying to wake up and prepare for this moment. Yes, we won the case. It's over. XRP holders, you better prepare your exit strategy and you better prepare for the FOMO hype pump that we're about to go through because yes, it is going to be nuts. And in my opinion, 90% of XRP holders will not get rich off of XRP. You heard me right. 90% of XRP holders don't know what to do with money, don't know what to do with wealth. And if I offended you, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not going to say I'm sorry for offending you. It's time to have a program. It's time to get serious about your exit strategy. It's time to get serious about building generational wealth. XRP is just one part of our strategy. Most of you guys are not going to be able to ride out this storm. You're not going to know what to do. Myself and our community, we've been preparing with our exit strategies, understanding what craziness we could be experiencing with exchanges shutting down exchanges running out um our sell orders not going through when we try to sell at ten dollars when we try to sell at twenty dollars but understanding and having conviction during this is what's important and then understanding what we're going to do with the money with uh the wealth that we do build off of xrp is what's so important This is why in my community, we've created an investment in a research community over in my Discord and why I've tried to share with you guys not only cryptocurrency and why I do not stick to crypto, bro, but we talk about the current events, the economic data, and then we tie it to every single asset class, real estate, business, precious metals, and cryptocurrency. If you want to roll over your 401k to a precious metals, I have a partner that can help you do so. Go to my website at the very top. There's a precious metals link. You can hit that link, get in touch with my people, and they will help you roll over your 401k into precious metals. Okay. We are, I am accumulating silver right now because I understand I need to have offline assets. Yes. The gains in silver are going to be incredible. Just, just one of the tier one suppressed assets that we are acquiring and accumulating right now. Silver. It's actually been down recently since I started buying silver just a few months ago. Um, It's actually down right now. So I'm going to continue to buy in just like with cryptocurrency. I've been buying XRP the whole way down. It does not surprise me to see XRP pump to 40 cents. Um, Yes, there was one whale, one one player who bought up $500 million worth of XRP on Friday, which that's the whole point, guys. It takes one person to completely mess this whole thing up for us that are trying to acquire this asset. To completely mess this thing up for buying up all of the XRP. Now that sounds crazy, but is it going to be one player? Probably not. It's going to be all of the insiders together. What do you think they've been doing over the last couple of years while XRP has been suppressed all the way down to 17 cents? Here we are all the way back down to 33 cents. They have been acquiring this asset behind the scenes, just like they've been acquiring gold behind the scenes. Now we can track gold just like we can uh, XRP as well. And what are the numbers telling us? Record on-demand liquidity volume with XRP, record amount of gold going into the vaults of the central banks, record amount of uh, gold leaving the vaults of the COMEX and others. All of these assets have been suppressed. This moment is here. The crash is imminent. Please prepare accordingly. Like I said, we can help you. If you wanna roll over your 401k, your IRA, Whatever it may be, you can roll it over to Precious Metals. Top of my website, there's a link there for you. Hit that link, Precious Metals. We'll get you in touch. If you want to join our Discord group and you can listen to my strategies, my plan, you can also listen to other big hitters that we have in our group that are not only big hitters in terms of real estate, business, freaking massive bags of XRP, but also working within some of these groups that we talk about on this channel that you hear other 
XRP influencers talk about, all these different groups, DTCC or DTCC and others. We got people on the inside, Federal Reserve, folks, military sources. I didn't share this with you guys tonight. Joe Biden in his 60 Minutes interview just said that uh, affirmatively that yes, we will defend Taiwan. So as I stated, the war cycle is converging right now. The 80-year war cycle that we see is converging right now. So uh, that's another thing that's on the table as well. Okay? But we break that all down and more. We have a community of like-minded individuals that are committed to investing and researching through this time, taking advantage of the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. I would love to see you guys over there. It's all on over at my website. You guys can get in touch over there. The XRP merch is available as well. And we got a lot of things in the works. I'm so thankful that we've been able to build out this community. We will continue to press on so hard. God bless you all. Thank you for this update. God bless all of the XRP holders. Our time is coming. I want you guys to be prepared, not only for your exit strategy for XRP, how are you going to be emotionally riding out the swings in your portfolio when XRP pumps to $10, then drops back down to $2? How are you going to be able to handle when XRP pumps to $30 and then drops back down to 5 Seriously, think about that for a second. Okay? But we also want everyone else to be prepared for your stock portfolio getting smacked again by another uh, 35%, 40%. Your crypto portfolio getting smacked by another 50%. Are you going to be able to ride that out? Are you going to have conviction? Do you have cash ready on the sidelines to buy the dip, to buy the crash? Do you have cash outside of the system? Do you have offline assets like silver, gold out of the system? Do you have your prepping and essentials prepared for what could be a series of events that we haven't seen in decades, that we haven't seen in 100 years? Rosie Rios, when she went to go meet Pope Francis, said this is an opportunity of a lifetime. And that's where I'm at too. I'm right there with you, Rosie. It's an opportunity of a lifetime. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in and all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.